the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Going to talk a little real estate. Real estate is a big financial issue, right? Buying a second home. Good idea, bad idea. I don't know. If you could buy a home, buy a big home, buy a small home. Buy the home that you want to live in, buy the home that you want to sell to someone. What's the theory on your home? How would you describe that? What's the theory on your home? Mine is, it's turned something like, I bought one in the peninsula. I'm shocked by how much it went up. I will have more money for retirement if I don't mess this up. Okay. Something like that. When you buy a second home, what's your theory on it? I'm going to use it and exploit it and leave it stained. And one day we'll just invite the FDA in and they'll just light it all on fire and burn it up. Ah! And you're saying FDA. FDA, don't they approve drugs? Why are they burning your house? Well, there's going to be a lot of drugs in there. What's your theory? How do you approach investing? Uh, let's bring in Tony Mendez. Investing in homes, investing in real estate. Good morning. Homes aren't cheap. No, but some people would say it's the most expensive asset you'll ever buy. Most as far as... Asset you'll ever buy. Most yeah, expensive liability. Liability. That liability. will become an asset. That Maybe. Become, yeah. So it was 30 years ago today <laughs> when we were picking up rocks when people's houses had fallen over from the big earthquake. Yeah, it was a, um, what, a seven, ten-year recovery from home prices after Home prices that. took yeah. seven-plus years, depending on the, where you tried to buy. Um, I had two cousins that moved out of the area because they never wanted to experience it again. That's right. Um, Supply and demand. Yep. So it's it was very interesting, and, you know, I There's think a, we've been pretty lucky since then. There was an earthquake in Compton recently. You saw this last night? True story, true story. Um, okay, no, I did not see it. It was, I think, a 1.7. Pretty small, but it hit kind of Compton. And do you remember when we were like eight years old on the East Coast, we'd make jokes about Compton, knowing nothing about it. Right. And we'd be like, I bet that earthquake straightened their jerry curl hair. <laughs> and we, no, we thought we were like the funniest I people in the world. That. <laughs> we thought we were the funniest people in the world. And we're like, hey. <laughs> yeah. The West Coast is going to fall off. It, the earthquakes every day, things like that. A lot of cliches from that just didn't weren't necessarily true. Some of them, I guess, are true. But again, real estate prices after an earthquake. We were just talking about that. I'll let you finish your eloquent thought. Well, of, of course, a lot of people don't want it to happen again. It's a reality. It's an inevitability. Uh, most people will agree on that. Um, I like the way you say that. It's very much so like Mike Tyson saying these chocolate chip cookies are inedible. It's inedible. Did I say it? Inevitability? You can't inevitability. I'm not crazy like that. You know what I mean? You're delicious. Uh, but you are hearing a lot more earthquake insurance commercials, aren't you? 
I, I it don't just kind of popped out of nowhere, and every other commercial is about earthquake insurance. That's a very interesting uh, concept. Um, you only want to insure what you can uh, afford to lose. Right. And a lot of people who don't have um, earthquake insurance are going, should I get it? And if you really look at it, it it's only for people who have a lot of equity. Because the the costs involved in uh, getting this uh, insurance could be three, four, five thousand dollars a year. It's pretty expensive, right? Um, but then there's there's the large deductible. If your deductible is higher than the amount of the equity you have in your house, why why are you getting it? So that's the point. You just have to look at it very carefully. So with that being said, um, earthquake insurance is kind of interesting. I would say if we were to sum it up in a simple way, someone who should get or, or who should consider it, I don't have earthquake insurance. If my $2 million home gets knocked down, I'm going to be sad. But there will be some sort of government payout to me. Um, but maybe not as much as I want, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, but even people in Hurricane Katrina, they got $0.60 cents on the dollar. So that is something that I would strongly consider at some point in time. Yeah, um, there's other, you know, one of the, I want to say, mistakes that homeowners make is they don't get enough insurance. And it's not just about earthquake insurance. It's about all kinds of insurance. Um, uh, You should review insurance every year. Yes. Um, Flood insurance, uh, the flood maps have been changed recently by FEMA. So you should go and check and see if you're in a flood zone. Uh, You can go to FEMAfloodzonemaps.com or something like that. And you could easily find it, put your address in, and it'll tell you if you're in a flood zone. You know what's frustrating about uh, about insurance? Is we never want to use it. It doesn't even come to our head. Until you need it. For me, I don't even do that. My second home last year had some roof damage, some snow. I couldn't have made a claim. But I'm kind of suckered with the whole insurance companies of, did you make a claim discount? I, I did. A lot of people um, are afraid to use their insurance and claims because if they do too many, they feel like they're getting a drop. Right. That's what I'm saying. And that's what happened to me in my house, rental house in Virginia. I had a flood yeah. and then replaced, you know, pulled the insurance claim and everything. Sure. And it was a flood due to um, a washer dryer overflowing. Okay. And then later on, we had another claim on the deck on the outside, and my insurance company dropped me. Yeah. And we went to we had to go to another insurance company, and then it was higher. So a I lot didn't of know people... insurance companies would insure the ghetto. <laughs> Tony's got a house. It's in the ghetto. Uh, it was. It was. Ghetto. In the ghetto. Where's your house? But right next to Casa Benita. In the where is it? In the ghetto. Cartman down. Don't forget, you're the second poorest person in South Park. Is he? Behind Kenny? Behind Kenny. You will respect my authority! Oh, so you can get homeowner's insurance in the ghetto. Speaking of which, like, the whole Compton thing I just brought up, and I, I did a terribly tasteless joke. Um, but those were much lower-valued homes 30, 40 years ago, and they've probably done pretty well. Yep. And the question is, has the community invested in things? like? And I think that's the idea on earthquake insurance is, it kind of, as you mature, do you mature into earthquake insurance? Because suddenly you have something that's worth losing. Well, you look at a place like the Bay Area where a lot of communities, when you transfer a house, um, the sale of a property, you have to, if you have a, um, if you don't have a cement foundation, you have to change it to a cement foundation. A lot of people had the, like, brick foundations. And uh, same thing with the sewer laterals. So, I mean, there are some things that, 
can help when you go through a transition in a neighborhood to improve the, the quality of that neighborhood, especially when it comes to like an earthquake. Yeah. But um, there's a lot of older buildings that's, that haven't changed hands for many years that will fall down in an earthquake. Uh, so you should very well protect yourself. Yeah. If you're a homeowner and you have a and lot of equity, life. if yeah. you don't want to get insurance because you're like, that's money down the drain, maybe get your house earthquake retrofitted. Yep. So that's there's, another, yeah, there's other ways of doing it. Yep. Homeowners insurance covers two main types of loss, damaged property and belongings, and a personal liability. Most standard policies also cover loss of use, meaning the insurance company will pay for the homeowner to stay elsewhere while the home is being repaired. Um, I had family up in Santa Rosa, and they basically say the insurance companies, they looked like saints for the first month, but they turned into devils for the last 20, 23 months since then. It's just uh, people are getting denied. People are losing claims. People are you know finding out that... Their, ho- their temporary housing wasn't paid for. So that was an interesting... Uh, learning about insurance companies when you're in the bad position isn't good is what I'm getting at. And like, again, you and I approach things differently. You had some yeah. water damage and you paid for it. I paid for it out of pocket. Um, I didn't have to. I wonder where my threshold is. Is it $5,000 yeah. of damage or $10,000 yeah. of damage or $20,000 of damage? Yeah, but you can, you know, the way you do it, you have a, gr- a kind of a decent strategy until it really happens. You're paying a higher deductible, yeah. right? But your your p- policy premiums are lower. So you can save money along the way. It's Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. I don't think he did his show last night. I'm Rob Black talking all oh. things financial, money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. There we go. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Everything I've ever learned, I've learned in a book. And probably music. I hope one day to use this song for inspiration when I talk to my own kid about you fell, get back up, go back out there, get out of your own way. Don't let something like giving up bad goal ruin your day. Don't let not get into your first college choice ruin your life. You got to get out of your own way. Push forward is my message. I did okay. A little bit worried that some people in the future won't do as well as I did with opportunity. I think opportunities are taken. I think you create them, but you have to take them. I think life creates them. People have a lot of tough decisions to make in life, and taking decisions is tough. Do you stay in an unhappy marriage? Do you stay in a world where you're not saving enough money for retirement? Knowing that tick, 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 tick. The clock is ticking towards retirement. We're on the road to nowhere. We're all going to die somewhere near 100. Some of us sooner than later. Not many of us after that. So this is a show dedicated to helping you take decisions. I got that stupid little app once, Acorns, six months ago, seven months ago. I've got $2,500 saved just from rounding up purchases. So if I go get a coffee and it's a buck fifty, there's an extra 50 cents to round it up to $2. $2,500 I've saved. Sweet. And I did it in a year where the stock market's up 20%, so not too shabby. But I had to take that decision, jump, leap of faith, do it, not stress over, oh, no, is the bank going to steal my information? Oh, no, the hackers are going to get me. That one time I clicked on the Anna Kornikova picture. 
A lot of people are afraid of taking decisions. In hindsight, when you look back, it's like a Dickens novel. Old Chuck Dickens, he used to write novels in like chapters. First chapter, young boy gets thrown out of the orphanage. He's walking down a street and a dark man appears behind him. Then you got to wait for chapter two, which wasn't published for a couple more weeks. That's how they used to publish books, and they, they would you know do them in chapters, and you would go down to the ye old bookstore or ye old bookstand or ye old news guy, the town crier, and he said, you want the next chapter? And it was always stressful, but in, after 20 chapters, you look back and like, that little kid from the orphanage did all right. He always found a way because he had to take decisions along the way. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. How often do you see that behavioral finance component of people just afraid to take the leap? All the time. Do you remember my, I, I don't know if you ever met her, but I have a friend, Gabrielle, that for probably eight years, she asked me, I want to buy a house. When are the prices going down? I want to buy a house. When are the prices going down? I want to buy a house. I'm like, you just got to buy a cheap little 400 square foot prison unit. It's the pretty typical, um, you know, fear of losing out kind of mentality. And, but they still sit on the sidelines. Really? Um, yeah. She, yeah she bought finally, and she did well. Um, and a lot of people who missed out feel like they missed out 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, and have bought recently. They've been doing pretty well. Um, interest rates have helped, of course. But, yes, we see the mentality all the time. It's, um, I think it's human nature to fear the unknown. Um, I, I didn't get a fast track for how long? five, six, seven years. And I finally got a fast track because I didn't like want to put my credit card information online. Like it's kind of crazy how, what people think. Um, we just talked about, uh, you, oh, wait, for those who don't know, Tony goes across the Bay bridge all the time <laughs> and he would go through the cash line and sit there for 45 minutes while people are driving <laughs> whizzing by yeah. not driving by beep, whizzing, beep. just honking, singing a little Donna summer Is as they're driving what? by you. It's a little subculture there while you sit and wait. Subculture. Sure. Hey, what's going on, buddy? I've seen you yesterday. Damn person's paying with pennies. <laughs> what are you reading today? <laughs> that's not fun. Um, yeah, but that's the it first thing. It took me a while. Yeah. But people fear the unknown. And real estate is a pretty big commitment. And That's the Donna uh, Summer people are listening to as they're going okay. by you. As Tony doesn't have fast track. You're afraid of a banking relationship? You're not my friend anymore. <laughs> Was I ever? No. No. <laughs> That's somewhere where you and I are pretty different is I trust the online world more so than I trust the physical world. Um, if my wife is listening, she can bring up the conversation we had this morning about like, what are you doing? Don't put credit cards on the, on the phone. And so I'm, I'm kind of weird about that. Hold on. You I, mean, told, I just you went to a, secu- I just went to a security class yesterday about, you know, identity theft and how, you know, how it's still rising in the United States. Um, kind of put the fear in me a little bit. Yeah, you know the number one fraud right now is still mail. That's still where most people are getting your identity, but it's happening more often with skimmers and scanners, and um, you know it's still out there. It's Chad, scary. Bur- Chad Burke in one spot, and I just loved this. He basically bought a a, a, a U.S. tank for a mailbox. <laughs> so a it can't get clubbed with a baseball bat. B there's like a code to open it up, and I'm like, no, life can't be that. So, and it is so, but I trust online stuff, but also I have everything online alerts me, all my credit cards, all my banks. If there's any transaction over $25, I get a little text. 
Sure. I, I mean, there's plenty of ways you can protect yourself. We just, you know, there's the lock and alert with Equifax. There's apps that you can put on your phone to, uh, you know, lock your credit. Now, it, it used to be very difficult. We'd have to call them. You'd wait many, many, many hours to have to freeze or lock your credit. Uh, and it used to cost money. Now, there was a new Privacy Act saying... It, it is it, access is free. So the Equifax, TransUnion and Experian, the, the three bureaus came out and, you know, now they're offering these apps for free. You can lock your credit. I can lock my credit right now with a push of a button. Um, in fact, you can uh, email me. I'll be glad to give you that information. You want me to email you? Well, you meaning the, the public. How do I email you, Tony? You've got mail. <laughs> That was a horrible plug, wasn't it? How do I, how, where can I find you without a search engine? <laughs> Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Tony at No, Bay. these are great apps. Uh, with the touch of a button, all three bureaus, you can lock your credit and unlock it whenever you need a creditor to use it. Interesting. Very easy. Very easy. Yeah. And but I'm, I'm, like, I'm no longer afraid of it. Like Credit Karma, they have my information, and they text me if anyone yep. opens a credit account in my name. Yep. So there's there's some good tools out there, and you shall not be afraid. Little, little David Byrne taking us to break. So anyway, um, Tony will send you an email on how to set up that security code with the bureaus. Just drop him an email, Tony at com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I get all of the Bastille, Avicii, it all kind of sounds the same to me. I'm not really good at EDM. I'm trying. I know who Marshmallow is. It's like if I figured out my one name name, like Marshmallow. See, even Marshmallow has it. I'm going to be known as Pff. That's P-F-F-F-F-F-T. Nice work! And the first time I ever heard it used in a sentence, I was talking to... A girlfriend had just dumped me, so I was talking to her friend trying to, like, beg my way back in. And I said to her friend, I said, I'm definitely the hottest guy she's ever dated. And she goes, So I think that means I was the hottest guy she ever dated, right? It wasn't like she was in disbelief or anything, right? Welcome in, everybody. You're listening to the and Your Money Show. I got it. I'm on to something. Tony Mendez, com. How are you? I'm doing well. That's seven Fs. And sometimes I'll shorten it to six. Snoop Doggy Dog became Snoop Dog, became Dog, became Snoop the Lion. Names are important. I don't know what that means, but names are important. Adele, Bono, all my friends from the 1980s. I should have a party at my house. Invite Sigourney Weaver, Bill Paxton, Paul Reiser, River Phoenix, Rob Reiner, Kiefer Sutherland, Emilio Estevez. Because I can't get, like, 90 celebrities or newer ones. I can get the 80s ones to come by. Matthew Broderick. Jennifer Gray. William Defoe. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, House right next to mine that just sold. It sold for a ridiculous amount of money. And it's a teardown. When do you think they'll tear it down? Why is the lockbox still on it? Why do I have questions? Probably right away. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if you're buying a house for how much? Two million. Two million. You're going to tear it down. You have 
um, what they call carrying costs. Um, That's either the loss of, if you bought it in cash, you are losing money on that $2 million by putting in a house that you're not doing anything on it. If you got a loan, um, it's likely you're paying a, a pretty decent interest rate. Yep. Okay. And you're paying, or a hefty, at least a hefty monthly payment. So they're going to tear it down pretty quickly and rebuild it and sell it as soon as possible. Carrying costs is what kills the, the most deals. The people bought the house is two months ago. Nothing's happened since then. I, I, that's crazy. Now, I, I haven't even seen like. Well, like, well like, there's a good chance, too, that they had to own the property first before they got their permits. You can't ask for permits on a house you don't own. I'm going to pull permits on my house before I sell my house for that exact reason. I've, I've known many investors that would go out and get special easements and permits for um, and get them approved, and they sell along with the house with a, at a premium. So you can spend $25,000, for example, on architectural drawings and engineering drawings and uh, your permits. Put that along with your house. It gets attached, and then you sell it, and maybe you sell it for an extra 100 or 150 without even building that wor- uh, work. We've seen that all the time. Uh, my brother does that in Virginia. That's it. He does that exact thing. Buys properties, gets the permits, does all the research in advance, and then sells the property with the permits or special uh, easements and so on. It's interesting to note because a $2 million house. They've got a, yeah. Think of the property tax bill that comes every six months. Yep. That's, what is that, $20,000 plus? Uh, a little bit more. Uh, yeah, you're looking at about $10,000 to $12,000 every six months. Yeah, so Can you imagine that? Uh, on top of all your... That's part of your carrying That's cost, most yeah. people's whole mortgage for the year in the East Coast. I just got a guy who says, how much can I... Um, um, how much does a $1,500 payment let me borrow? I'm like, okay. It's about $340,000. That's cute. I'm like, okay. And that's what he wants. Okay. But a $1,000 tax bill every month. I remember once being on a date and the girl said, I got cute toes, right? <laughs> and there's a right answer and there's a wrong answer. Wrong. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to say anything because those toes are nasty. She had hammer toe <laughs> on every toe. And that reminds me of another one name artist that I want to be like hammer. Sure. Oh my, my, my. <laughs> he had to go. He had gates. Spock. There, you know, that, I, George Sakai just reminded me of Spock. Was he one man? One name? Spock, yeah, yeah, Spock. Okay. i got to think about that for a second. Now, in the Star Trek... This is aging really poorly, isn't it? Oh, yeah. A lot of of kids don't even know what this is. Not even kids, adults. I don't know about that. Remakes and reboots. There's so many better shows out there, some better sci-fi. Yes. So, moving forward with this topic of questions and entertainment... um, how often do you find, because I had to do this on my first loan in my 20s. I had to get a cosigner, and my mom and dad weren't going to do it. So I had to find someone to cosign. It was a business partner who was 30 years older than me. And I'm, I, in hindsight, I'm like, are you crazy? Why, why did he do that for me? I think cosigners are great. Okay. You see a lot of uh, there's some there, There's some advantages and disadvantages, of course, with pretty much anything that you do. But in this case, the, the- you really can get loans done, any loan done. There, there's a loan for everybody out there. It's just do you, you know if you make ten dollars an hour, you're not going to get a big loan. Um, if your credit's destroyed and you have some equity, you're going to get a loan. It's your rate's going to be really high. Um, but 
Cosigners can help. Um, the one thing that most people get wrong is that, oh, I have a cosigner, their credit score is 800, but mine's 650. Is that going to help? No. They use the lower credit score. What it does help with is the income, and maybe, hopefully, that cosigner doesn't have a lot of debt. And what it does help you do is qualify for the loan, but they're going to use the lower credit score for your rate. But yeah, uh, and and they've opened this up. Uh, all of the lenders, uh, I'm sorry, all of the programs have opened up, including what they call non-qualified mortgage arena, which is a, the, the largest growing um, sector of the mortgage industry, is they've opened up uh, co-signers, non-occupant co-signers, meaning they're not going to occupy the property with you, um, as well as gift money. And um, the way that they, they merge the, the debt, they you know, it's kind of a, they don't actually merge the credit score. They just merge the debt and they have what they call a blended ratio. So those have all opened up and, um, it, it's, there's a need for it more and more. If you, if you're not getting money from your parents, why not get them to help you co-sign? And there are low down payment products all the way up to like two and a half million dollars. Well, here's the reason I've got a friend who will, how shall we say her name is, her name is, what is her name? Linda Hamilton from the Terminator franchise. No, (laughs) let's just say I've got a friend in her 30s. She wanted to go to college. I'm making this up as I go along. She wanted to go to college and her parents wanted to co-sign a loan. So her aunt did. Okay. Auntie Rue, who was famous in the 70s for a movie called Who Slew Auntie Rue. I don't like where this is going. So Auntie Rue got a loan for her favorite cousin or whatever it is i don't know family tree as well niece and she goes off to college and it's like a hundred thousand dollars cosign loan and it's gonna take her 15 years to pay that off when she's out so auntie rue's daughter now who was younger is going to college but because she co-signed she can't get another loan because she's on the hook for a hundred thousand dollars so she's now mad at her favorite niece nephew cousin something like that so because of the co-signing issue right so Depending on what type of transaction you're getting, this is one of the disadvantages of co-signing is you are tied towards that debt for to an extent. Now, that debt's always going to be there. If you're co-signing and you're not removing yourself from that other person or from that transaction, yeah. that loan, you're tied towards that that credit entry. So if that other person's, you're you're counting on that other person, that niece, to make the payments, she could screw up aunt, her aunt's credit. All right, that will always be there. But what a lot of people get wrong is that that debt, let's say that that payment is $500 a month, uh, that debt, after the other person pays that for 12 months, the other person is absolved from that debt. So that debt will no longer be against them. But the entry will still be there as long as you can prove the other person is making the payments. So as long as you can count on that part. Now, there's more risk with the cosigner than there is with there's, the... But there's the, also the, risk at Christmas. Like... Why didn't you just take that loan and refinance it yourself now? Like yeah. people start thinking, people start thinking, I did you a favor. I, I You're really out of do. college. I love the way you think about money because that's kind of the person, the math part of it works. Okay. I can tell you every reason why it makes sense and why it doesn't make sense, except that personal, like I'm going to have to see her during Christmas. Maybe I won't go this year because she's going to ask me to pay this thing off. Right. I, I Loans with families, it's, it's difficult. They, they have a saying in real estate, if you ever want to lose a, a friend or a family member, buy real estate with them. So be very careful with the co-signer angle. But I certainly, if my son was to ask me to co-sign for a house, uh, instead of asking me for $100,000, I'd do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> 
I probably you know make sure that he does automatic payment. Make sure you know you know there's a way that you can you you have children you, you can lock your children's credit. Like I think I want to get that involved with my 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 my. You're insane. Son's. You're great at mortgages, but as a father, you're a little overbearing. However, hey, the largest segment no, of identity theft right now is for children. Uh, you're talking about children that were just born until they're 18 years old. That's the largest segment of identity theft right now. Giving a loan to a family member, it's like the Beastie Boys. It's tricky. Tricky. Yo, here we go. It's tricky to rock a rhyme, to rock a rhyme that right on time. It's tricky. It's tricky to give a loan to a family member because you don't want to do contracts. You don't want to put it in paper. You don't want to put it in writing because then like, don't you trust me? I'm your your sister's daughter or I'm your sister's son. It's tricky. To rock a rhyme that's right on time. It's tricky. We need more Beastie Boys. <laughs> this is my son's favorite new song, by the way. Oh, is it Run DMC or not? Yeah, it's Uh-oh. Run DMC. Uh-oh. I get angry when I get my rock and roll history wrong. Beastie Boys are on the on the track. It's... Beastie Boys and Run DMC. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Another one named artist, Sia. Her real name's Shannon Van Etten. Does that sound right? Whoa. I'm obsessed with becoming a one-named artist. And then when I originally, I can be known as the artist formerly known as Rob Black. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Then I need some codeine. I got to go out like Prince went out, right? Black. 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 For my uh, funeral, I want to invite... Anthony Hopkins, Jodie Foster, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Robert Downey Jr. I want to have a list of people. Tony, one thing that I learned in the last couple years, and, and I, I just don't think we learned it in our 20s. I think in our 20s we learned that renting is a pain in the butt, and anytime you rent an apartment, you have to go through that credit thing, and you have to go, through, and you're like, okay, you're going to get the room, and then your dresser doesn't fit in, so you go get a new dresser. Moving in, in houses are expensive. On just setting stuff inside them. Oh yeah, There's, yeah. I remember the the whole moving thing just was rotten. Um, Do you think our parents felt that, um, that financial like do re mi stress? I think we, you and I, grew up differently than most people who move. We had movers that were getting paid for, so they had the the big trucks and like the eight workers, and it'd be done in one day, and then they'd unpack. Um, I don't think it intimidates most people nowadays because it's. Um, it's, it's 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 just common knowledge that it's going to be part of your transaction. What I've actually had people go, what do you mean it's going to cost me four grand to move? Um, I don't think you should put down all of your money. Are you going to have any money left over for curtains and furniture? And, you know, if you're buying a bigger house, do you have any money left over? Uh, I've actually seen people run just massive amounts of credit, Rob, after they buy a house. Yeah. Um, which they don't. You know, uh, it's funny that lenders don't even think that hey, you're buying a house. Um, you have no money left. We didn't need any reserves, but how you can afford uh, furniture? Um, you're going to run up a, a certain extent. You know, this is one of the reasons why Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac um, in 2021, beginning of 2021, they're changing loopholes. 
that allow debt ratios to go higher. It okay. went from 50 to 45. It's, it's probably going to go to 43 and then down to 37. This is going to happen. That, and a lot of people... Get, tougher to get loans? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's going to... It's going to yeah, right now... You, I think it's a better ratio to go higher, which... No, some products do. That. That's the okay. non-qualified mortgage arena. That's why those, those aren't subject to those kind of regulations. They're not selling to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. So that's why that segment is growing so fast is because we just had 5% knocked off on on Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And that's going to go down again and possibly even again if, if we don't get any kind of patch. So, and, and a lot of it is because people go out and they get a lot of debt when they buy a house. I got a second home about 15, 18 months ago. And I was surprised at how much I spent furnishing it. Don't know if you put that on credit card or not, but I did not. It could have been like, a lot. It was my, it ate up my cash flow. Yeah. So I could have gotten credit card, but it was credit card that I paid off the month later. So. It was tough because I bought it in like March and there's like March to November of my months where I'm lean. And then like, I kind of blow it at Thanksgiving and Christmas and new years and stuff like that and skiing. Um, but then I, now I've started coming to terms in my head that everything I put in that, that place, I'll probably sell it when the kids go to college. Um, or if I don't, I could probably give them the appliances and the utensils from my current house because they haven't been upgraded in 10 years and I could take the ones that are at the rental house and use those, and those will only be five years. Like, do you see what I'm saying? So I'm starting to figure out future costs. And now my next thought is when my kids go to college, while I get them a condo in the city that they go uh, or an apartment, a lot of people love doing that. Yeah. And I guess it's going to depend on what city they go to. Well, you're doing something that a lot of people don't do, and that is when you bought the house, almost the day you bought it, maybe even a couple days before it, you knew what you were going to do as far as selling it. Yeah. You started thinking about selling. It's it's funny. You you said something that I'll I'll never forget. You says, um, "I got to get this house ready to sell." Yeah. You said that like the first month you were at the house. I got to I got to get this house ready to sell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though it's maybe seven ten years down the road, and that's maintenance. That's well, maintaining the house. house. That's not neglecting. It's expensive. Yeah. It's well, expensive any in California in general, but up there it's just nonstop. It's almost not. Every, it's, it's not bad in North Carolina. <laughs> My property management company yeah. is like, Rob, we got some bad news. That hurricane that came through, it took your roof off. You know, I don't want to tell you, Rob. It's $3,500. How much is it to replace my roof? $5? Five dollars. I, I hope you're okay with that. I'm sorry. I had a whole rate in my house in Virginia. I had a whole front porch railing. It's like five segments of this thing that were like six feet long. It's a complicated railing. And... The guy, I, I was like, oh my God, this is in there two, three thousand, nine hundred dollars And that included the painting and, and the wood and everything. Labor. That's terrible. That's terrible. And I'm like, oh, sure. How, how much, where do I send the check? And in the Bay Area, that would be $9,000. Oh, sure. So it's expensive. Uh, maintenance is another thing that people underestimate when they buy a house. Uh, and even after owning it for a long period of time, it's just maybe you bought a house that had a 10-year-old roof. And next, you know, like, you know the first, my roof's leaking. I got a new roof. You know the first experience furnace. I had in my home that I got 10 years ago? Was it was a really old home, so I had an electrician come out. Oh, the few, the the box. Um, just I wanted the wiring checked, and I wanted yeah. some new wiring. And uh, at one point in time, he 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 forgot something, so he had to come out and like literally put on like a light uh, a, a light tray, a light switch tray. And he charged me three hundred fifty bucks. <laughs> and that, it's the Bay Area. He goes, he goes. When I rock my van. That's right on time. It's tricky. Yo, yo, it's tricky. My van, when it rolls, is 350 bucks. Uh, were you in shock? I was in shock. That's, come on, that's the best pun I could come up with. I don't get you it. You were in shock about the electrician? Thank you.
Thank you very much. I'll be here for an, uh, 30 seconds. <laughs> Not all day. Plug yourself, you idiot. Tony Mendez. Uh, Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. My website's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Are those great apps that can help you lock your credit? You can email me, Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'll be glad to send them to you. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Tony can talk credit with you. He can talk mortgages with you. He can talk lending with you. I can talk all things financial. You can find me at NewFocusFinancial.com. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can always contact me, and I'll get you in touch with him as well. Don't be shy. Have a good day. Take care. Talk to you soon. And remember, it's tricky. It's tricky.